This is the Reverend DeForest L. Raphael, and I am the pastor of the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church on the Hill. We are located at 975 St. Nicholas Avenue between West 159th and 160th Street in the village of Harlem. I hope you enjoy this sermon. And as he came near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, If you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. There is great irony in this moment, this text. The irony is that the Son of God is about to be killed by the people of God in the city of God. And at this moment, the moment that we often refer to, in fact, it's in the text, not in the text, actually, but it's in the heading of the text. It refers to this moment as Jesus' triumphal entry. But as Jesus saw the city, as he came near the city, the first verse of our text for this morning says, he wept over it. And his weeping was not a subjective weeping. It was not a personal sadness. It was not a private sadness about his own faith, his own personal failings. It's not about his own shortcomings, not about his flaws, not about his deficiencies. Rather, his sadness is about what he sees at this moment, to which, as I said a moment ago, some refer to as a triumph. But what is in reality a squandering of what might have been possible? If you, even you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that make for peace. That is a a squandering of potentiality, a moment of greatness that was wasted. 
will not be recognized. It is an opportunity that about what might have been, what might Jesus have done had they recognized even on this day the things that make for peace. But like them in their moment, we in our moment have things right in front of us that we do not recognize. Opportunities that because of our thick-headedness, our slow to believe, our quickness to let go, our refusal to recognize the possibilities, the fact that our possibilities, the roads of our lives are littered with divine possibilities. Well that go wasted because we refuse to recognize what is right in front of us. Like them, then, we now, we don't love, not sufficiently. We don't embrace, we don't celebrate, and, and because of it, we cannot see. Or rather, because of it, we will not see. For our refusal is not so much a matter of not being able to. Sometimes and too often it is, a ref it is an ability, our inability grows out of our refusal to see mm. what is hidden. It's not hidden, but because of our refusal, it becomes hidden. And that is why Jesus weeps. Mm. This is a moment of public sadness. We don't know how many times Jesus may have cried in private, knowing the condition of humanity. Uh, we can only imagine how many, how many times he may have privately wept. It was so overwhelming to him that he was not able to hide his feelings this moment, even if he chose to. Therefore, it is a weeping predicated upon a sense of deep disappointment. Have you ever been disappointed and brought to tears by your disappointment? Not by someone who you did not like, but someone who you love dearly. Have your children not broken your hearts? Have you, in fact, not broken the hearts of your mother or your father? And so, like at this moment, Come on, Andrew, hit it with a hammer. <laughs> Thank you, brother. And so this deep disappointment brought him to tears. Mm -hmm. It brought him to tears because Jesus wanted to do so much more. But he could not. He wanted to heal more people than he was able to heal. But he could not. He wanted to teach more, but he could not. He, he wanted to alleviate pain, but he could not. He realized the human limitations that thwart often all of us. And so he cried. He wept over the city of God that planned even as they were saying, glory, hallelujah, 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Even then, at that city, the city of God, the people of God, were prepared to kill the Son of God. All these things that we do not, that we do not celebrate, that we, that we do not embrace in our own lives, we, 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 we have been given so much but insist on focusing on what we did not get. We get so fixated on what we do not have, we refuse to celebrate what it is that we do have. We don't value it. And this focusing on, centering on what did not happen is a fundamental failure to appreciate all the ways in which God has blessed us. God attends to us. Mm -hmm. God makes four-lane highways in the middle of nowhere. This is the heart of God's weeping. He weeps. It is not because of his disappointment. It is because he is disappointed in us. You know, the text often says, another text says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's not the question. The question is, is the gospel of Jesus Christ ashamed of us? So Jesus weeps. Like a thirsty man dipping his finger in the water. Instead of drinking to the dregs, he settles for a drop. He could have had so much more. He could have drunk until it was coming out of his ears, but he settles on a drop when he could have had the whole lake, the whole river. And this is, as always, an occasion for weeping. The challenge for us, or the challenge to us, is to not take things for granted. The challenge for us is not to settle, not to relax. The challenge for us is to always be willing to go deeper. His weeping is also a statement of his deep affection for the people of God. You know, you don't cry about somebody you don't care about. Well, I mean, if you don't really care about them, they, they may disappoint you. They may anger you for a minute. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to spend a whole lot of time and energy on the people. You know, that, you know the song, you always hurt the one you love. All right. <laughs> it's hard to love a people who do all they can to make themselves loveless. How heartbreaking it must be to love people who do not love themselves. And yet, there was something else about Jesus' weeping. It is a courageous weeping. The courage that he had to wear his emotion on his sleeve. Not to hide it. Not to disown his passion you know, this, this, this day, Palm Sunday, begins what we call Passion Week or Holy Week. Jesus is unafraid to be passionately in love with his own people. Jesus is fearless in his love for me. Jesus is fearless in his love for you. Jesus, his love for us is zealous. You know, this toxic masculinity makes us think that for a man to weep is for a man to be weak. When in fact, 
It is to be audacious. Mm-hmm. We think not loving is a sign of strength when, in fact, it is a sign of cowardice. It is so easy to seem hard, to seem disinterested, to seem somehow aloof or unaffected. How many times have we heard it said that a man shows his love for his family by providing a roof over their heads and food on the table? How many times has society drilled into the hearts and the heads of husbands and fathers that this is all that is required of them? How often have we heard it said that a man who does not do these things is not a man? So manhood is reduced to dollars and cents. That a man whose pockets are chock full has done all that is required of him. And a man whose pockets are empty is completely and an, a complete and utter failure. That things are the measure of a true man. That the meek man is a weak man. But I say to you, a man who is not afraid to weep, that is a man of strength. A man whose heart is full even when his pockets are empty. A man who can say and show his love for all of those in his life is a man of power, a man of strength, a man of completeness. In a world where anger is so much easier to express than intimacy, we are taught that the man who, the man of anger and violence is in fact the courageous man, the man who goes off into battle. And we even sing the song, Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. But in truth, It is the compassionate man, the compassionate man, the gentle man, the man who expresses the sentiments most often identified with women, the one unafraid to feel, the one unafraid to show his feelings and to express his feelings and to admit, in fact, that he has feelings at all. The one who, in this moment of our Lord's passion, is striving to be fully human. In this moment, In this moment, as he stands and weeps over Jerusalem, he is fully human. Fully human. And this moment is fully courageous. And in this moment, it takes that moment to uncover for all of us, not just men and women, but boys and girls. And all of us who come into an awareness of the full range of our humanity. It is not just one thing. It is a collection of a number of things. And for us to really become fully human, we must be willing to admit and, 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 and even nurture our complexities. Mm-hmm. And all of the things that go into making you a human being. How many of us hold back because we are afraid to show who we really are? Afraid of what the world might say, afraid of what somebody might think, afraid of what our closest friends and our loved ones might feel about us. But if you have people in your life that you love, you better tell them. Those who pluck the strings of your hearts and cause the ducts of your eyes to overrun with that salty water called tears, weep for them. Tell them and tell yourselves. You have to show the kind of courage that love requires to be expressed. Love is not just something that hangs on a wall or is on some sort of hallmark postcard. 
love in action, love willing to be endangered, love willing to give of itself. When no one else understands, that love is a courageous love. This crazy European notion that reasoning and the cold, calculating mind is all that we need to make a perfect world, that rationality is strength. No. The Enlightenment was good. The age of the Enlightenment was good. Yes, rationality is useful. Yes, yes, you, you, you ought to be able to reason. But its fundamental flaw is that human beings require more than rationality. The reason that it has its place, reason has its place, but hearts need more if that better world is to be created. Not just your head, but as Howard Thurman, that great black mystic said, we have to go forward with both head and heart. Jesus wept for the city. And Jesus wept in the city. And that weeping liberated him to be able to carry that cross. The passion that he felt when he wept over the city was the same passion that he felt when he carried the cross. That love for me and that love for you, that love for a fallen, broken humanity, not because we are perfect, but just the way we are. And in that imperfection, God has tooled away to make us perfect. But it came at the cost, the cross. But not just then, but now, Jesus continues to weep. Today, Jesus weeps for America. Yes, sir. He weeps for a nation predicated on the promise of freedom and democracy and an egalitarianism. He weeps for a nation predicated on the nation, uh, predicated on the notion that it is the land of the free and the home of the brave. He weeps that such a nation would mire itself in the ugly throes of racism and misogyny, homophobia and xenophobia. He weeps when that nation, once known as a beacon light, to the forgotten and the broken, tear down those bridges and build up its walls. Amen. He weeps when a nation would block its points of access, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. He weeps when the pockets of poverty thrive in the land of obscene wealth. He weeps when the best and the brightest develop new and better weapons of mass destruction. Beat your swords into plowshares and your spears into pruning hooks and study war no more. He weeps when a nation would rather be lied to than told the truth about itself. Even when the whole world knows better, Jesus weeps. This is what he says to itself, what it, what, what, what it tells itself right now, right now in America. There are 50 million people living in poverty. Another 40 million who do not know where their next meal is coming from. He weeps when 30 to 40 percent of the people are willing to support an outright liar. He weeps when we engage in the practice for the benefit of our for the, for the, for, he weeps when we engage in the practice for benefit and we squander our birthright. He weeps when we have first class prisons and third class water systems in Flint, Michigan. He weeps when we shoot one another and shoot ourselves for, for sport. 
He weeps with our mass consumption of death and destruction as a sign that we celebrate as a form of greatness. Jesus weeps when the victimization of people whose voices are systematically dulled by the cynical preoccupations of privilege, license, and benefit. He weeps when these systems of oppression become sources of national pride. Make America great again. He weeps and will continue to weep until we all insist that America be what it was continued, what it, what it claimed it wanted to be when it began, a more perfect union. Jesus will continue to weep. Mm-hmm. This is also this story because I don't want to leave it just there because these things are not just left in our hands. I'm glad about it. Well, I'm glad that Jesus ain't just leaving it to us. Hallelujah. We are partners in this process, but it ain't up to us. It's not up to us. This is also a weeping that comes with its own fulfillment. And what do I mean by that? In just a few days, he will erase the gap between who we are and who we can be. This weeping is not without a response. Glory, hallelujah. And Jesus is that response. Jesus stands with one foot in the problem and another foot in the solution. For the one who weeps is the same one who will bring an end to this weeping. Quite frankly, right now, America needs Jesus. But not just America. But your family and your life needs Jesus. And my family and my life needs Jesus. We need him. We need him right now. Right now we need him. We need his love. We, we need his compassion. We need his courage. We need his passion. We need his fearlessness. We need his determination. Jesus will bring all this weeping to an end. Fear not, my brother. Fear not, my sister, for weeping lasts but an evening. But I'm told somewhere I read the joy comes in the morning. Fear not, my brothers and my sisters. Jesus weeps, but Jesus' tears will wash away all of our tears and all of our hurts. By his wounds will we be healed. Darkness deeper than a thousand midnights down in the cypress swamp. He'll bring light even in the midst of all of that hardship. We are not alone in this weepness, in, in this weeping. This questioning has not left us without an answer. So he's so high, we can't get over him. He's so wide. We can't get around him. He's so deep that you can't get under him. I'm I'm glad this morning that there was an occasion for weeping because out of his weeping will come a joy. Oh, yes, he cried on, 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 on Palm Sunday, and they nailed him to a tree on Good Friday. But thanks be to God. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. On that third day, he came forth from a grave. Aretha said, walking like a natural man. We're thankful for it this morning. Although there is an occasion for weeping and we do weep, know that your tears, those endless stream of tears, that sometimes you don't know where they come from and don't know where they're going. I'm told that there is a six-winged angel that has been dispatched from the heavenly throne. With two wings, they cover their feet. Hey, with two wings, they cover their face. 
and with two wings they do fly. Fly to your side and count every single one of those tears that fall down your cheeks, reminding you that no matter what it is that goes on in this world, I am with you and you are not by yourself. There may be an occasion for tears today, but tears will be turned into joy. But you got to hold on. You got to hold on. You got to hold on till your change comes. An occasion for tears. Amen. enjoyed this sermon, if you have questions or just need a prayer, 
feel free to email us at amezionchurchonthehill at gmail.com. That's amezionchurchonthehill at gmail.com. We are located at 975 St. Nicholas Avenue between West 159th and 160th Street. You are always, let me repeat, always welcome here.